Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm your host, Ed Clementi, and we're fortunate to have a very interesting guest, Ara Tapuzian. He's the executive director of Michigan Venture Capital Association. Welcome to the show, Ed, it's great to be here. Although I, I've got a question here. Why, why am I interesting? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I already know you personally, so I know that okay. uh, you're not going to stick to any scripts. So no. you will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we're, we're going to get a couple other things in there. But let me start out because not everyone, even though there is people are very familiar with venture capital, but, yeah. you know, of our listeners, there's also people who, in fact, it's funny, since we've talked, I actually had someone who wanted to get involved and maybe become a venture capitalist, right? And I sent them okay. the link. And, but I don't think everybody really knows kind of what the organization yeah. does. So what do you tell people real quick when you meet them at a party or something? Uh, well, when I meet them at a party, when I tell them what Michigan Venture Capital Association is, we're a trade association and we're statewide. Our members are a variety of different types of investors, obviously venture capitalists, angel investors, angel groups, number of economic development organizations, universities, and then a, a smaller group of kind of private organizations, law firms, CPA firms, and so forth that, that work in the ecosystem. That's the 22nd uh, elevator pitch. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're going to unpack that a little bit further yeah. down, but you're, um, like you said, is this normal that does every state have like something like this or is this unique? Is it more regional in other states or like, how does it, yeah. how does it exist? It it's a great question. So when I got here, you know, my background is association management and economic development. So when I got here, I'm like, this is the perfect job that I can really utilize both of my, uh, you know, my background. But as an association uh, management leader, I would have felt, boy, there's got to be a bunch of these VCAs all across the country. And there really, there isn't, there are some, um, I think we're uniquely put together uh, as an organization. I don't think there's as many that's that is totally comparable to MVCA. As a matter of fact, we're kind of a model uh, for for some other other associations. We're not we're not affiliated with the National Venture Capital Association. Uh, we work with them. We're you know we're friendly with them. They're they're very uh, proactive uh, legislatively. Uh, we partner with them whenever we can, but we're not we're not affiliated with them like you would maybe assume, you know, an other type of a trade association that has sort of a big papa and then all the little little papa cubs uh, alongside. Yeah, I, I mean, in fact, you and I have two similar things. You were the president, I think, of the Troy Chamber and Novi Chamber. Is that right? Yeah. Charles? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I was uh, president, CEO of Troy Chamber, and then I led economic development efforts in uh, the city of Novi. Those are like yeah. jobs, yeah. I used to be at the president of Southern Wayne County Chamber, which is downriver. And that's Detroit when River. I met you years ago. I had so much more hair. I was so much <laughs> younger. Yes, I, 
I noticed you kept a comb in it. It was so yes. <laughs> the um, but you know why don't and and I I've you know I've had on other guests that are similar. Like we've brought in people that do uh, tech transfer from universities and things like right. that. But can you kind of talk a little bit about the difference between, a, say, a venture capitalist or an angel investor, and then anything else that I'm probably missing? Yeah. Well, you know, I think the first thing is, you know, I think people watch Shark Tank and they just assume that's what venture capital is. And uh, yeah, there's some similarities in it, but it's really, that's not what it is. I mean, venture capital is is a bit of a form of like private equity because it's a type of investing that investors do uh, where they're where they're working with startup companies and small businesses that they think will have long term growth potential. So um, venture capital, um, the difference between maybe a, a VC and an angel investor um, is is a couple things. One, it's level of money potentially, uh, scope of work. Um, you know, but there are some similarities too in that, right? So an angel investor is, is usually in it, in an individual that's doing investing, right? VCs, uh, are normally working in funds or, or firms or for which we've got around 34, 35 of them here in, in Michigan. Uh, but they are, you know, VCs that are the, they're the risk takers. They're the, um, sometimes the first boots on the ground to to help a startup or an entrepreneur if an entrepreneur is is doing some fundraising for their for their their startup or for their business at some point they may you know it's not for everybody but they may decide hey i want to seek some venture capital to to help grow and and uh, move my business forward so you know when when uh entrepreneurs talk to me and and Maybe they don't know what venture capital is. A, they assume we're a fund ourselves, which we're not. The other is that they just assume, oh, well, I, you know, you can introduce me to somebody and they'll automatically give me money. It really doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So we can unpack that a little bit more, but kind of at a higher level, that's a little bit of kind of the difference, you know, and, and, and a little bit of a background on, on what a venture capitalist is. Yeah. And, and I thought, they too sometimes might actually jump in and actually give like management advice or. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's part of it. I I mean, it's not, they're, they're not a bank They're You know uh, when you think about maybe the difference between a a financial institution and a venture capitalist, you know, the financial institution is giving a loan, they're giving money. And usually that's about it. Uh, What you're getting with a venture capitalist is not only are you getting some funding, but you're, you're getting their expertise. So they will um, most of the time take a seat on the board. You know, they, they want to help uh, grow the business. And, and so they're advisors, you know, as well. It's a little bit similar to private equity, but a lot different than, let's say, a hedge fund, where a hedge fund doesn't really do, do any of that. So there are some similarities between venture capital and, and P&E, private equity. Uh, but, yeah, they're there to guide. They want to guide. They want to support. Uh, and we as the association uh, want to support not only the venture capitalists, but, you know, in turn, we're trying to help support, you know, venture infused businesses here in, in Michigan. So whenever we see some good news on, on a portfolio company from one of our members, we, we definitely like to push that out and promote that to everybody. And, and so 
Um, and why don't you mention, I touched on a little bit earlier, but a little bit about tech transfer. We've had other guests on touch on a little bit, but I think that's pretty critical for Michigan's because of our research universities somewhat. Yeah, I mean, when you think about uh, the the growth of the entrepreneurial community in Michigan and kind of where MVCA started, uh, you know, the organization started in Ann Arbor, and that was not by mistake. You know, you've got University of Michigan, one of the top universities in the country, uh, turning out some fantastic um, entrepreneurs at the same time. It's it's really why. MVCA kind of started and, and headquartered out that way, but the university component is is large, and the work that uh, a U of M does or an MSU does, a Wayne State, and you name it, uh, is very important and critical part of of the ecosystem and the growth of the of the economy here in Michigan. There is there is no shortage of opportunity. Uh, the pipeline is, I think, very rich. Like where we lack and where we where we we have this sort of ongoing struggle is not enough funding to help all of all of these businesses. So, uh, yeah, the tech transfer type offices play a very important role in in the ecosystem for sure. And, and maybe this question is not necessarily something you deal with that much, but maybe it is. Um, what about the role of sort of like an incubator, accelerator? Are those things you interact to with the group? Or? We do, and they play an important role too. I, I think there's a lot of entities that that play an important role. You know, I mentioned earlier that uh, entrepreneurs aren't necessarily going to be venture ready or may ever be venture ready. Uh, there are just there are just entrepreneurs and startups that you know shouldn't even take the money. Um, but in order to really kind of get them ramped up, the incubators play an important role in helping them get to that point. So you and I both have an economic development background. We know the importance of these economic development organizations around the, around the state in the smart zones that play an important role in working with entrepreneurs. We, we, uh, did an event, uh, and, uh, we brought entrepreneurs that were closely aligned with different smart zone economic development organizations. And these would be entrepreneurs that were, you know, getting toward being venture ready or they're an investable type of a, of a business. And we brought them together with our investor members to really talk and, and really get connected to quite an important in event. We're going to do more of those types of things. But uh, a number of the folks that came were from incubators and accelerators. And, um, you know, they even told us, uh, boy, you saved us three, four months worth of work just having an event like this. So, yeah, they, they play an important role. Uh, I think everybody's got an important role in, in Michigan's growth. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. You know, you mentioned how economic development, you know, is also important. And I think you're, are you on Mita's board or the chair or something? Or you I was, I, I yes. was pretty active with Mita and I was, I'm a past chair. Yeah. And that's the Michigan Economic Development Association. Developers uh, Association. Yeah, Developers Association. Sorry. Yeah. And 
you know, why don't you mention, I'm going to have them on eventually, but could Good. you give 30 seconds of what that is? Well, the Michigan Economic Developers Association is is a an association, uh, but they're for the individual economic developer. And um, they provide educational uh, opportunities and, and networking. I mean, I've, I've been in that organization and working with uh, the executive director, John Avery. He should pay me for that plug, by the way. Um for, for several years. And they do a fantastic job in, in helping kind of nurture the economic development community, the, the developer themselves. Yeah. I'll share my royalties with you that I get. Thank you. I'll look for the check. Yes, yes. It'll be there. Um, the, uh, you know, but I think, you know, what you've done in an indirect way is you've actually shown what a huge ecosystem, you know, that has to be there. Like, so when you said this, we're an unusual because we're a state and you're a model for other states or other regions, it just shows you all the moving parts and how the MEDC is involved with some of these things. And, yeah. and it's kind of fascinating for someone who, like you said, it would just watch Shark Tank, just think Mark Cuban's going to give you money because you came up with a new mop or something, right? Right. And, and uh, but I mean, I just think that that's fascinating that you almost have to be a generalist in a weird way to have your job, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, ultimately, the goal that we want to see is we want to see more funding get to entrepreneurs uh, here in Michigan. We'd love to see that. At the same time, we're supporting our investor members. So they do investment here in the state, but they do it out of state as well. So, I mean, we're here to we're here to support, you know, what what they do. Um, we do a research report every year, Ed, and um, this last one we're very proud of because not only did we give more of a data analysis of what's going on in the ecosystem, uh, but we really included some of the stories that kind of impact what's going on. And matter of fact, you know, we're, we've coined the phrase, hopefully it'll catch on, uh, you know, that Michigan is that middle coast. And so just last year alone, we had 154 venture-backed startups, which is uh, over a 50% increase in the last five years. So, I mean, Michigan is 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 definitely a player uh, when it comes to venture-invested, you know, businesses here in the state. But yeah, we're, we're agnostic in, in, a, in a matter matter of speaking. I mean, uh, VCs are are impacting uh, industries that you wouldn't be surprised if you're in the life science community, healthcare, uh, IT, and and so forth. Um, and so we have to be a bit agnostic and and kind of be able to flip around and and help our members in in different ways. Yeah, we've actually had Mish Bio on. Steve was on. And, yeah, they do a great you know, job. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I worked with him a lot in the legislature, actually. So I've yeah. got to know him real well then. But you know, it's fascinating what's going on, and you know, it doesn't get the publicity it should. But there's a lot of interesting projects going on in the medical and bio-related fields, and you know, I think because we're so focused like on electrification and things, sometimes some of the things fall through the cracks. But it's pretty fascinating all the different opportunities. Well, um, and I would I would say in the last five years, uh, things have really picked up as far as kind of getting the recognition that the the state needs to get, and um, 
you know, thankfully to, you know, Governor Whitmer and, and Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist have been very pro venture capital angel activities. We've had several conversations with the Lieutenant Governor who, who is an angel investor himself and, and understands the value of, you know, of a venture infused startup, uh, and in the work that the angel community does, which is equally as important. And so, uh, and then with really the help from the MEDC, right? I mean, I think it's on everybody's mind working together. We're able to really, uh, up the level of activity and interest, even with, you know, SSBCI 2.0, which, uh, the state, which MEDC went to uh, apply for that funding. So they were able to get $75, $76 million for venture capital. That's huge for, for our state. Is it enough? No. You know, we, could, we, we definitely need more. But is that a major win for Michigan? Absolutely. And we should be uh, screaming that from the balconies as often as we could. You just did, too, for we, us. We, we just appreciate did. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a visual, right? Yeah, but by the way, too, and I know you're a busy guy, but there's two podcasts you might want to check out at some point. We did have Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist on, didn't talk any politics. It was mainly about computer, you know, his background and when he worked out in the West Coast and fascinating conversation. And the other one's with a guy you probably don't know. His name's Dr. Parag Khanna, but he wrote a book about MOVE. And he talks about how Michigan is going to be attractive mainly because of that middle coast angle, you know, you're pushing, but he doesn't maybe use the exact quote, but he just says like by 2050, Michigan, because of water resources could be one of the more attractive regions in the country. And so we might be getting windfall that way too, as climate change and everything else goes on. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So just a couple other things. Um, can you, and this might be, maybe you have touched on this, but maybe there's a few more things you wanted to bring up, but um, is there any trends you see where VC is in the future? Is it going to, you know, you think it's going to keep altering as to what it does, or is it really a direct relationship to market avail- and capital availability? Or You know, I, I don't use a crystal ball anymore in what I do for work. You know, I got here right at the beginning um, right pre-COVID, uh, it was only several, maybe a few months, and then COVID hit. And I thought when COVID hit, Ed, that oh boy, here it goes, it's all going to fall apart. And um, I was very quickly reminded uh, about the steadfast um, capabilities of of the venture capital community here in Michigan. First off, they they didn't really waver. Uh, they saw this no different than other disasters uh, that have happened in the past, which, whether it was 9-11, the dot-com bubble, the recession, you name it. And they they really were able to jump into action, which is I, kind of important. It may be long about to get to your, to your answer a little bit of what do we kind of see as maybe some headwinds. But uh, they jumped and and not only were they there for their entrepreneurs to make sure that there was some follow-on cash for them to make sure that they can hold through, but when you read our report, you know, we didn't have a blip in the system as as far as COVID and how it impacted. As a matter of fact, we had another record year. So last couple of years have been sort of record years for us. Folks can go on to michiganvca.org and they can download our report and, and read that extensively to, if they would like. 
what do we see as far as headwinds in the future? I think what we'll see is I think some of the valuations of companies will get a little bit more normalized, and that's not a bad thing. I it, It's still a little bit early to see how this year fared. Um, we'll know that, obviously, next year. I don't know that we'll hit another record year because I think you've got a couple of things going. Not only do you have the, you know, coming out of the pandemic, but you've got this looming um, recession uh, that seems to be on the horizon. So do I see any major changes? Uh, it's it's really kind of hard, hard to say. Our members are busy. They're traveling again. They're still doing deals. They're still doing work. You know, uh, venture capital is not going to go anywhere. It's just going to get stronger. But what does that look like, you know, in the in the future, in the next couple of years, kind of remains to be seen. So when you say travel for your members, yeah. does that mean boots on the ground? They'll go to the company and look at their books. Or boots on the ground. I, I had an investor tell me once, he said, well, gee, Zoom kind of really changed everything. You know, you don't really need to be in person. You can spend some time at home. And this individual had said, that, uh, yeah, but I want to sit in the room with them. I need to look at them in the face. I need to, I need to be next to them to really kind of understand. So they're all, when I say they are traveling, uh, yeah, boots on the ground, they're, they're traveling, they're doing the work that they did pre, pre COVID. Uh, it seems to be travel is, seems to be back at normal. So to me, those are always some real good signs. Well, we're down to the last couple of questions, but this one is and, and and I should have asked you this up front, but you're a native Michiganian, or did you? I am born okay, and bred. What high school did you yeah. go to? Uh, I went to Groves High School in Birmingham. Oh, Birmingham. Okay, good. Many yeah. moons back. <laughs> the only was the only. Well, I shouldn't say that. It was probably one of the only Armenians in the in the school. But I'm you know born born here. Well, speaking of Armenians, I yeah. think we got to put a plug in. You're also a musician. I am. I play uh, Armenian folk music. Uh, I've been doing that. Uh, I call it a side hustle, I guess, if you will, uh, for 30 plus years. Really enjoy doing it. Yeah. Do you do it at your church too? Or do you just yeah, I play, do it? You know, I, I play, there, there's four Armenian churches in Michigan and um, uh, two of them are pretty large ones. I play at, at both of those. I do a lot of non-Armenian types of performances and in festivals and in private affairs. So I, I play a lot of different, uh, different types of gigs, different sizes with different, you know, makeup of, of musicians. Maybe it's a small duo trio to, to an ensemble, but done that. I've recorded for, you know, recorded albums, um, done some documentary stuff too. A lot of, a lot of fun. Keeps me sane. Can we find you in a subway station in New York once in a while busking? No, I would I would hope you would not find me in a subway <laughs> station. But there are some phenomenal uh, musicians, especially Armenian musicians that have <laughs> performed there. But no, you won't see me there. All right. The last couple of questions for you are. What, what a advice? segue. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all right. That's what people <laughs> like. Um, the uh, What advice would you give your 17-year-old self for career advice? My 17-year-old self. Well, I probably would have said, uh, make sure you enjoy every minute you can. Um, savor it because the time just moves way too fast. Um, 
I wish there was, I've told some people that, boy, you know, if I knew what venture capital was uh, back when I was in high school, uh, would have been interesting, you know, for me to be part of because, you know, having the ability to work with entrepreneurs and, and see the, see the growth. I mean, they've, they understand that they understand, you know, which companies are going to do well and which ones maybe not, they aren't. I mean, it's not a hundred percent, but, but they've got that, they know what, they know what they're doing. So maybe if I were to look back, that would be the other thing is, is they have the ability to open your mind to other avenues. I graduated with a degree in journalism, Ed, from Wayne State. Uh, The first piece of advice that the department professor gave me when I was all excited that I got my diploma, like, great, great, great. What do I do? And this was a a Detroit news exec. He's like, find another industry to go into. (laughs) Well, you know, and that's the one advantage I think today they have is the internet. I mean, Gen Z is the first generation that's actually grown up with the internet. Right. So they can see, I think the bigger challenge they would have is too much information sometimes. This is true. Yeah. Trying to decipher it all. The last question is, uh, what do you like best about living in Michigan? It could be a place you go or a festival or just someplace. Well, I like everything about Michigan. I like, uh, I like the weather, believe it or not. Uh, I love going up North. Uh, I can vacation every summer in Michigan. Um, I don't know that my family wants me to necessarily do that, but I just, I just love, and I don't think I've hit every area, but I would love to do that. I'd love to go more up North. I'd like to be in the UP and, and vacation up there. I just, I love everything about Michigan. I've, there's never been another state that I would ever, uh, would ever go to. It's easy traveling. Uh, you have everything that you need here. Why would you go anywhere else? No, no, that's that's why uh, I think that guy's book talks about that, actually. Oh, that's the good um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, I want to thank again our guest, Artur Puzian. He's the executive director of Michigan Venture Capital Association. Thanks again, Ara, for doing the show. You were a lot of fun. I appreciate you doing it. Thanks, Ed. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me on. Join us next week for a special episode with Kristen Gicek, she is the Automotive Policy Advisor for the Detroit Branch of the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, and Eric Schreffler, who is the Senior Vice President for Market Development at the MEDC. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.